You're listening to KBVR Corvallis. This is DJ Florite, and today we've got DJ Pop-Tarts and artist Space Moth in the studio today. Hello. Hello. Um, so, yeah, we have a very special guest today, Space Moth. Um, did do some thorough stalking over the last week and a half. I'm really excited to have you in the studio um, on this beautiful Sunday morning. Um, how are you feeling? I'm feeling so, so great. We just played a really incredible show in Seattle last night. The energy was just like so awesome. It's probably one of our best shows of the tour that we've been doing with Spelling so far. And um, this morning we uh, stopped at Tweed's Cafe and um, and also to Snoqualmie Falls. and Oh, it's beautiful there. And yeah, as like, you know, big Twin Peaks fans, it was like, it was really, it was really fun to see. I had already seen, I had already been there once, but um, my bandmates had not. So I was like, we're going to take a special trip. We have to go this morning. And, um, and it was really special. We, we got cherry pie. We got coffee um and then like the whole drive has just been so gorgeous and beautiful like the fall colors uh, around here are just like so much more saturated than it is in california so it's just gorgeous yeah it's it's been a really really great day a little sleepy but doing good (laughs) yeah i think yeah pnw prime weather in the fall oh my god you can't beat a you can't beat fall here yeah fall is my favorite season yeah so many colors i love the gray and the rain i know i'm i love harry met sally a little too much so (laughs) it's a a favorite and also i did not know that you were a twin peaks fan i am a giant twin peaks fan i love david lynch like i I, love him i just love how weird he is and how weird his style is and i love the soundtrack of twin peaks so much me too um yeah so i was just like it and especially with the fall weather right now and and go and being there and 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 seeing um the falls it was just like okay yeah this this feels like i'm i'm in i'm in the tv show right now it's really cool yeah oh yeah i started reading um beyond the beyond which is about um it's like the music composition for all of david lynch's movies oh um, wow it's really interesting good read okay um i feel like reading about music composition like just like in a book maybe not the most fun but like i'm really enjoying it Beyond the Beyond is that that's what it's yeah, called. Yeah, it's I'll called Beyond to, the Beyond. It's really good. I'll have to read it. Yeah. I, that sounds like yeah, that sounds like right up my alley. Yeah, no, it's really good. <laughs> it's really good. Um, all right, should we start an initial question? Yeah, you already go to the first yeah. question. Are you ready for the first question? All right, so you work with spelling, and now you are on tour with them. What is that experience like? It's pretty surreal. Um, I, you know, it, it, it's so surreal to like work with an artist that you love. Like I've loved Spelling's music for a long time. Um, I used to work on, uh, also like on a radio show on Red Bull Music Academy with Meryl Garbus from Tune Yards. And um, the two of us produced a show together that featured um, female producers and engineers and musicians. And Spelling was an artist that we had found 
that we would feature on the show a lot. And I just like ever since then had been such a fan. And then when she had reached out to me a couple of years ago to work on the turning wheel, I was just like, oh, my God, this is amazing. You know, yeah. like when you're an engineer and you produce and then like the artists that you love reach out to you and they want to work with you like that's like the ultimate dream. Um, so it was so cool working with Tia. Like she's just like her production style and just like her compositions, lyrics, everything are just so special and so uniquely her. And, um, working on her mixes was really fun. Cause I feel like personally, I just really love going outside of the box with my productions, with sounds. I just really like pushing boundaries and Tia also obviously loves doing that too. So mixing a couple of songs on that record was like so much fun because I feel like she just wasn't afraid to go wild whereas like a lot of artists like you know you put a little too much delay or reverb and they're like oh that's too crazy that's too much you know and she's just like no go for it so um so you know being able to work on a couple of songs on her record but then also to be going on tour with her like so special like they're just her and her whole band are such sweethearts and then to also see the songs that I had worked on and mixed and spent hours and hours listening to live was just like a whole other experience so I'd say yeah pretty pretty weird and surreal and so much fun um all in one yeah yeah that it sounds like a dream to just have an artist you love so much like you you love them so much you respect them so much and then they're just like Please, creative reigns. They're yours. Yeah, it's I mean, when any artist does that for you and they just hand you creative freedom, like I feel like every engineer and producer, they just do their best work that way when there's just uh, when there's just trust between two artists and or or an engineer and an artist like that's that's when you get the best stuff. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, And you've also worked with Sesame, I believe. Yes, um, I have worked with Sasami. Um, she uh, she and I worked on a couple of songs together. Um, we did an EP called, uh, it was two singles, Take Care and Free. Uh, we recorded at one of the studios that I work at called Tiny Telephone Recording. Um, it's uh, There used to be one in San Francisco. Now there's one in Oakland, but we worked at the one in San Francisco before it closed and Geez, she's such a talented musician. Like just hearing her play those songs with an acoustic guitar in a room was just like so special, you know, like her lyrics, her songwriting, her voice. Um, I feel like maybe I feel like one of those songs we ended up using just like her scratch vocal because it sounded so good, you know, like there just wasn't any need for like, oh, let's perfect this lead vocal or anything like that. And yeah, I'm I and also like just hearing all the all the her new album squeeze is just so incredible too so yeah love sasami i yeah i love her music so much um on the topic of engineering how did you get into music engineering well um you know i i had uh started making music uh with another project called doi um early on in my career and some of my first recording experiences kind of inspired me to want to engineer um tiny telephone the studio that i had mentioned it's this recording studio owned by a musician and producer named john vanderslice and um he uh produced a record for me there um and 
when I first walked into that studio, it was just like pure inspiration for me just seeing like lit up view meters and like tape machines running and there's like fresh coffee and like you know setting up cool vintage guitar amps it just made me really excited about the idea of being in studios all the time and when I kind of saw how my songs could be transformed it through you know a this like collaborative area with an engineer and a producer it just made me so um, it just made me so excited about doing that with other musicians as well. But then also at the same time, it made me want to learn more for my own productions and for my own music. Cause I always felt like I lacked the, um, technical knowledge to kind of say what I was hearing or what I wanted. And so sometimes there'd be a disconnect between like what I was hearing for my, song and what actually happened or what actually translated in the music on the other side. And so um, I also just really wanted to get better at recording my own music. And so both of those things have kind of fed into each other where um, as I started to get into production and learn more and um, engineer as like professionally full time, it also fed into my own music, which is what kind of led to my new project space moth i love space moth so much um i per every new album i listen to i kind of just like turn all my lights off and i lay on the floor Mm -hmm. like uh like angel star version um and just listening to your music it was kind of just a surreal experience like it's just kind of like all-consuming it's like psychedelic and indie and new wave but like coconut records it's it's just like it's so magical I feel like just um the version of you I pick up just from like your interviews and your Instagram I really feel like it's a good representation of I mean obviously I just met you Mm -hmm. I really feel like it's just a good representation of like your aura Mm -hmm. if that makes sense Mm -hmm. yeah I mean it does make sense because I feel like of all of the music that I've released, the this record, No Past, No Future, it feels like the most like me. It feels like, you know, I spent so many years um, learning how to become a better producer and an engineer. And that has directly connected to me being able to make the music that I finally have wanted to make that's been in my heart and in my brain. So it definitely, um, at this record feels like me all around like musically but also visually um and I feel really proud of it you know um I feel like a lot of the time like a lot of musicians will release a record and then after a year they're kind of like I don't know it's okay you know like they kind of like you just kind of get bored of it yeah (laughs) but I just feel I just feel really really excited about it yeah yeah I think it's like it's there's like that magic when there's something you want to make so badly and like you finally get it like the vision you have in your head when it turns into like like an actual physical item and Mm -hmm. it's just like it's like better than any drug ever it's just like it's so cool it's so magical definitely yeah um and then so producing engineering and then how is performing your own music it's been really interesting like because I've spent so much time over the last several years being in studios and like not performing a lot 
Um, like I feel like being in a studio is a very like reclusive art. Like you're just kind of like hold up. You're maybe with like three or four people and like you're with the same four people for a while and you're like making music and like you maybe see the sunlight for like 20 minutes every single day. You're like this little vampire making music (laughs) and like, um, uh, and touring is so the opposite and playing shows and performing is so the opposite it's very outward and expressive and like you're talking to a bunch of people and meeting so many people and um I really have enjoyed the balance of it I feel like it's I I am more of an introverted person and so like studio and recording is kind of like a comfort zone for me where like I can just be there all the time, whereas performing is like a little bit more challenging and scary for me, but in a way that I think is good. You know, I think it's good to challenge yourself. Um, And it's been really fun to take these songs and figure out how to perform them live. And like, how do you translate all these like weird sounds that I could never make again? You know, how do I do that again? And and it's been it's been really great. And I have I have an awesome band that I've been touring with and they're just truly truly the best um so it I've, i'm really lucky yeah 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 i think just having an important team is especially touring because as you said it's it's a whole different ball game than just being in a studio a studio is just comfortable yeah um it's, yeah it's just like you're kind of at peace it's like a safe creative environment but you know when you're touring you're like out in the elements mm-hmm. you're kind of at the mercy of everyone else and it's a little scary yeah i think like i feel like one of the most important things with like putting together a band is like not only um them the people you work with being good musicians but also people that you get along with and that you like gel with and um and I and I feel that way about all of my bandmates Cody Marika Derek if you're listening <laughs> thank you thank you <laughs> I think I met two of them in the elevator you're very nice very cool clothing <laughs> I think just yeah I like saw you three together and I was like like I just get it they yeah. look good together. They look like their best, their besties. So how I'm so curious on how you picked your band members. Um, well, Cody and I have worked on a lot of recording sessions together. I've hired him a lot to work as a session drummer on records that I've produced. Um, and so like I just always love working with Cody. Um, and he's just such a great drummer, a great personality, someone that I always got along with. So um, it was just natural for me to ask him. Uh, he was like the first person I was like, man, if Cody goes on tour with me, this would be awesome. Um, so, uh, that's how that started. And then Marika, she, um, uh, makes music as Marika Christine. Um, but she also plays in a bunch of bands in San Francisco and one of them is secret secret and her band secret secret opened up for the Dodos. Um, which the Dodos are friends of mine. And so I went to go see the Dodos um, and then I saw Secret Secret open up and I was like, um, I saw Marika playing guitar and I was like, man, Marika's that, I didn't know Marika actually. And I was just like, that person's really good at guitar. Like I'm going to remember her, you know? And, um, and then like months later when I was trying to put together my band, I just reached out to her. Um, And then Derek, similarly, I uh, had known him uh, for a while, uh, just like through mutual friends um, and saw him play um, with uh, another artist that I produced, Zelma Stone. um, And I I saw him play at a show and similarly, like saw him was like, ah, amazing musician. Like and and then not only that, but it's just like with all of them, I just get along with them, you know, so I think that's that's equally, equally important. I love that. So, so did you kind of 
work with them collaboratively when you were making your album or was it kind of album first and then you got your band together? Well, album was definitely first. With all of my music these days, I usually will record all of it, play all the instruments except for drums. Um, uh, So I'll have session musicians come in here and there. Um, And so for this particular album, they haven't played on it. um, So they've mostly just been playing shows and touring with me. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah.
You're listening to KBVR Corvallis. That was just UFO Bird by Space Moth. And if you're just tuning in, this is DJ Forright, DJ Pop-Tarts, and Space Moth in the studio today. Hi, this is DJ Pop-Tarts on the mic. Um, as Miss DJ Florite said before, that was UFO Bird by Space Moth. I understand that that is your favorite song on the album. Would you like to tell me more about it? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's definitely one of my favorite songs. I will say, I, I, you know, I treat all my songs like my children, <laughs> even though I don't have any children. <laughs> but, um, you know, you love them all equally in different yeah. ways. Um, but UFO Bird is definitely one that's really special to me and also one that I feel really proud of. Um, I wrote the song uh, around a time a couple of years ago when there were some pretty bad wildfires in California and I woke up in the morning and like the the whole sky was dark. It was totally like thick gray smoke and it looked like it was still nighttime and it was so weird and apocalyptic and I um, was actually at a recording studio and I had to leave that morning and I was driving like through these windy hills in Marin and uh, like the sky was orange and it just was the weirdest thing I'd ever seen and it made me feel so um, scared about the planet and just feel so sad about you know what was happening to it and what has continued to happen to it and I um, and like you know two or three days later like the smoke started to clear and I went on a walk. Um, I could finally like not wear a mask uh, outside because the air was not as bad. And I saw um, like this bird just like zoom past me and it was a hummingbird and it was just making like this like hovering sound like, bzzz, you know, like the way they do because their wings are flapping so fast. And um, and like hummingbirds are so interesting to me. They just like kind of like they they move so quickly from like flower to flower and then suddenly they're just like gone in a snap and there was something about the way it was flying that made me think of like a little ufo like i was like this is the, like hummingbirds are totally like little ufos <laughs> and it was just like this really beautiful moment like after after like having days where the air was so bad and not being able to go outside and like to see this beautiful small bird like hovering over this flower and it made me think about like how um like one of the comforts that I have about the climate and and you know the planet dying is that I feel like nature will will be like we'll take we'll be okay you know mm -hmm. like uh and and I think that in that moment that made me feel better and that's kind of what the song is about is just like well at least at least there will still be nature there <laughs> you know even if even if we don't make it <laughs> as humans at least there will be this beauty at least I hope you yeah, know at least there will be something yeah yeah, I think I I think that's why I feel so fortunate. I love, I feel like our uh, conversation from the very beginning, just the PNW fall. It mm -hmm. like there are so many awful things just happening all the time, yeah. and just to see the leaves changing, I'm like, everything is kind of awful right now. But like, you know, there's a little hope. There's some beauty out there, and like that's all that's all you can do is like when things are are not feeling great or or feeling really bad, it's just like 
just being able to focus on, well, there are still really great, beautiful things happening around us that's, that still exist. And it's really important to focus on those things. Yeah. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I really think music is so important because it's just, it just makes things so beautiful and it's so nice to have something beautiful and to be able to make something beautiful. And then like your album, just having something so wonderful and being able to like share it with other people. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's just kind of, you know, revolutionizing the music industry to just be able to like share music, just like mass communication style Mm -hmm. is really great. Um, And then I was so curious about the artwork on your album. Yeah, well, I have a a really big love for like 70s era op art, um, like psychedelic art, geometric shapes. Um, And um, I started collaborating with this graphic designer, Stephanie Cuse, um, for like the first few singles that I released. And she just like completely gets me and gets my style. And I, you know, can just trust her with like, I'll send her inspiration of just like, I love like this type of text or style or, or these colors. I've colors are really important to me. Like I love colors that are really bright and vibrant. And, um, and I wanted that the record to feel that way where you open it and it's just almost like an eyesore, you know, where it's just like, Whoa, what am I looking at? Um, so um, she she's such a big part of all of the artwork, um, including the visuals that um, that we project live as well. Um, so Stephanie, yeah, she's she's so, so so talented and just like I love when you can work with somebody who just gets you and gets your style. Yeah, I really think I have to ask you of synesthesia. I know a lot of musicians do. Um, remind me what synesthesia is. Um, it's kind of like if music's playing, you can see colors. Oh, um, you know, I feel like I, I don't know if I've directly experienced it. I've have worked with musicians who do, and they describe, they describe the sounds they're hearing with colors instead. Mm-hmm. Um, like they're like, you know, I want it to feel more like purple or, or grays or greens. And, um, so I, I understand, yeah, that musicians have that totally. Yeah, I definitely think it's really cool. And then No Past, No Future. I feel like that is quite a title. (laughs) I need to know more. Well, I mean, the record is very much about just the chaos of the world and like the turbulent environment of the world that we're living in and just trying to find stability and calm through it all. And No Past, No Future was just something that I found myself repeating to myself a lot, like when I was meditating just to bring myself here, you know, and not be um, weighed down by the worries or the things from my past or my fears for the future. And instead just be like, well, I'm here right now in this moment, you know, and like to enjoy this because life is short and you don't know what's going to happen. And um, and it just brought me back to, you know, just gave me a good foundation and groundwork for just like all right let's let's focus on on the positive you know mm-hmm. just a bit of a mantra mm-hmm. yeah yeah um and then i think it's almost halloween so mm. i do have i do have a halloween question um personally halloween is my favorite holiday <laughs> um do you have any halloween plans so i am playing a show 
on Halloween night with spelling <laughs> at in San Francisco. So it'll be a hometown show for both of us. Um, and um, I don't know what their costumes are. I know they're still figuring it out. But for our costumes, um, I think I... Uh, let's see. Do I need to keep it a secret? I don't think so. I can just tell you, right? Yeah. Um, so the band is they're all going to dress as astronauts, and I will be dressing as an alien. I feel like that's very fitting. I love <laughs> that's that. That's very fitting. I love that so much. <laughs> Thank yeah. What kind of alien are you going for? I'm, yeah. I'm kind of going for like space alien, like you know, just like I'm like silver mm-hmm. and I've got like these little alien ears oh yeah the oh. sparkly silver shoes you're wearing are perfect yeah for right now. exactly yeah there you go am i am i allowed to describe your coat for yeah okay um i the f- first thing i noticed about her when i went down the elevator was her fantastic rainbow jacket is for marine layer if yeah. i'm correct yeah um it is rainbow it it definitely mimics the art on her album cover <laughs> It's magical. It's wonderful. <laughs> um, I will be buying it right after this. Um, yeah, but- no, I started putting the CD in to play her album, and I was like, oh my gosh, you match your album. Yes. <laughs> I didn't mean to. Oh, really? That was not no, intentional? Not at oh. all. Oh, that's impressive. I I love it so much. Yeah, it's perfect. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then what about your musicians? Like, what type of... What type of astronaut? Do they have like the helmet? You know, I think like, well, part of the trick, the tricky part of wearing a costume on stage is that like you kind of need to see what you're doing. Like, like you kind of need to like kind of be able to see your guitar. And um, so we're not going to have helmets for this one. Um, I mean, originally we wanted to all dress as Gumby, all four of us (laughs) to dress as Gumby on stage. But the problem was that the Gumby costume uh, could didn't have a face cut out. So, oh, it would, no. so it would just be like impossible to sing. Or like, I think I tried on the costume and I couldn't even, I could not see down. Like I, if I tried to cut, go look down to see my guitar, I wouldn't be able to see it. Oh no. Um, so, so yeah, no helmets, um, but it's like silver, silver astronaut Ooh, costumes. Nice. Yeah. yeah, I'm a big fan. I love it. <laughs> Um, and then, okay, I had a couple more questions about your album. Mm-hmm. Um, if I close my eyes and pretend, mm-hmm. also a second favorite. Um, I just wanted to know about the story behind that song and also what the title means to you. Yeah, well, that song in particular, I wrote um, just around a time where I started to become really afraid of the idea of losing somebody that I loved and even though like you know no one that I knew that was close to me was you know had there was no um there was nothing that I knew that was going to happen to them was more like like what if something suddenly happens to, to somebody that I love and I started to think more about my mom and um like like the idea of losing my mom and that like uh, it's it was sort of like this dreamlike song where I'm like um, imagining that I'm trying to connect with her and like connecting with the people that you love and connecting with people that you've lost and like closing your eyes and pretending that like they're right there with you and mm-hmm. um, and that's that's a lot of what what that song is about is just like you know even though you lose somebody in your life um, like 
there's so many parts of them that are always going to be with you. And um, yeah, that's that's a lot of what that one's about. Yeah. What is it like performing a song like that live? You know, it, it just really depends. Like sometimes when I'm performing live, like I am really in the song emotionally. And then sometimes I um, am like more focused on what I'm trying to play or, or just like physically being able to sing the song live <laughs> that like sometimes I, you know, you I find myself disconnecting at points. But then there are a lot of moments where like I sing that song and then like, um, you know, it will bring tears to my eyes and I have to just hold it <laughs> hold hold them back and, and keep control it just it, it really varies it's more like I think like when the show is going really well and I feel really connected and the audience you know is really connected as well like that's when I feel my songs more too yeah I think audiences are a lot more perceptive I think than we think because obviously you're on stage there are the lights yeah all the instruments you're really into it but I feel like Personally, for me, like performing and just being at someone else's performance, it's almost like a spiritual event. Yeah. Like I feel I feel like everyone just feels so connected to each other. Um, and I think just like a lot of your music, it just has all of these different layers to it that are just very emotional. And just like I really I really like that, like obviously it has like a personal meaning to you, but then it's also people can kind of make their own interpretations of it mm-hmm. I really think so yeah like what has what have your what has the audience been like live um well like it really varies but I will say like the reception from the audience has been really great in a way that I've been at times just sort of like surprised by I guess where we'll play a show and like um I don't know I guess like in my past experience when I'd play shows like maybe like one or two people will come to the merch table who like like the record and like maybe they'll buy a record but like this has been really like just a whole other experience where people will come up and they're just like they're like instant fans you know and that to me is just so exciting you know just like I, I kind of can't believe it sometimes that I could just like play a show and like somebody could hear my music for the first time and be like, I love your music. I'm going to buy your record right now. Like that's like, I'm, I, I just find that to be totally, yeah, out of this world. Um, so it's uh, very humbling for yeah. sure. Yeah. Rock star moment. Rockstar <laughs> moment. I feel like that's so cool for someone to just be like, I love you yes. so much. Yes. <laughs> that's wild. All right. This is DJ Pop Tarts. I'm back again with Faith Moss in the studio. If this is your first time back, um, yeah, we have a special guest with us in the studio talking about her album. Um, would you like to introduce yourself again? Yes. Hello, this is Space Moth. Thanks for having me. Of course, anytime. Um, two fun facts or three? I'm not a fan of three, but I feel like three is a little more common. <laughs> three fun facts. Three fun facts? Three fun facts. Oof. Fun facts. Oh boy, on the spot. I'm so sorry to put uh, you like on the spot like that. Any fun facts in general? Any fun facts. It doesn't even have to be personal. It can just be like a fun fact that you know. Okay. Um, fun fact. <laughs> uh, number one. Um, did you know that... <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> did you know that? Did you know that? Actually, I didn't. I, I did know, actually. I did know I that, know. actually. Did you know that there is a reptile sanctuary very close to here? I actually did not know that. Um, is that a real fact? No, it's a real fact. That's a fact. There, yeah, no, there's... Like, really, they have... Why like, didn't I know this, about this? I want to go to the reptile sanctuary. I know. I'm so excited. I think I'm going next week. I'm personally a reptile gal. Reptile gal. Um, yeah. Would you ever consider bringing reptiles on your tour? I don't know if you're Absolutely. Also- um, there's a studio that I work at a lot um, in the Bay Area called Panoramic House. And uh, one of the main people, the, like the main engineers who runs the studio has um, this beautiful iguana um that's his pet and it's just like yeah just such a special animal like I love (laughs) being near it all the time and petting it it's just so sweet so I would totally take a reptile except it might get a little weird in the van you could get it little little earplugs yeah little little headphones well I also have seen uh him just like put his pet iguana just like in his car like in the passenger seat oh yeah it just needs a little lamp I think yeah does he get a seatbelt? It's a good question. I haven't seen the seatbelt, but maybe there's a little little seatbelt for it too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think soon, not right now. Soon we're gonna play Berries and Watch You Cry. Mm-hmm. Um, which I love originally just for the title, but I like thoroughly love the production on it. I need to know about your song titles. Mm, yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like I personally really love abstract song titles, things that uh, connect to the song. But then also, I also just like song titles that are fun, you know. Um, But Berries and Watch You Cry is just like a song that's sort of um, very dreamlike um, and abstract. I think when I started writing the lyrics for it, I started to just like cut uh, I started to like make copies of a bunch of random books um and I cut them up in little I cut the words in little pieces and I just started to assemble words randomly just to see like what happens (laughs) you know what comes together um and uh and I think that that kind of represents the song too of just being like this abstract mesh of words and sounds and very like psychedelic and dreamy i love that so much um i also had a question about um rounded loops because that is i need to know more about that yeah round and loops um so it's very much about the cycles of life um just being uh stuck in the same routines or the same um, cycles in your mind, you know, like if you catch yourself thinking something about yourself or about certain people or, you know, you, or you find yourself like doing the same habits or in the same, you just kind of like being in cycles and not being able to come out of that. And, um, uh, and similarly, when I wrote the song, the song is very loop based. Uh, so, uh, something that's also very cyclical. Um, so I, used that idea round and loops of like the cycles of our mind connecting to like the cycles of loops and music and putting that into one song um maybe a little bit of a weird question do you have a favorite amp um you know 
I am really lucky because I work at a recording studio and there are tons of incredible, incredible amps. Um, uh, one of my favorite amps to uh, record through it, at the studio is a Fender Vibrolux. Um, just like always sounds really good, has a built in vibrato and reverb. It's just sounds awesome. Um, I also really love amps by Matchless. Um, they're just really powerful and big. Um, so anytime I can play a matchless, I'm like, yes, yes, please. Yes. I do need, how many amps do you have on stage with you when you perform? Oh, not very many. It's really just two guitar amps. A lot of the, um, instruments being played live are, uh, like synthesizers or, um, you know, drums. Uh, but a lot of it is sort of like synth synth and guitar based yeah yeah i love i love synths a little too much <laughs> um yeah i think with that should we play berries and watch you cry we shall okay let's do it here's berries and watch you cry by space moth
KBBR Corvallis. This is DJ Pop Tarts. I'm back in the studio again with Space Moth and DJ Fluoride. Um, I think it's top of the hour. I have a couple more questions. Um, I think favorite color. Mm, um, I think uh, red might be my favorite color, but I don't even know. I feel like I just end up having that color a lot. Like yeah. a lot of clothes that I love are red. Um, uh, so I, I'd probably say red. <laughs> I think, yeah, red is a very solid color. I'm a big <laughs> fan of red. Um, yeah, anyways, we have at KBVR, we have a fantastic live TV studio. It's called Studio A. It's giant. Um, Space Moth is also um, a production nerd, so I'm going to go give her a tour quickly. <laughs> the booth is giant. I'm, I geek out all the time. So I really hope you also geek out. It's wonderful and amazing and beautiful. Um, did you know that there's a camera in here that goes into the production studio in Studio A? Whoa. Yeah. So I remember our boss was playing a show once and I was in there like editing a video and um, I was watching him and, like in here. He was playing Britney Spears. It made me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Britney Spears is great. I know. I love Britney. Um, all right. Any last words? Any last questions? Thank you for having me. It's been so wonderful. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for joining us. It's been so great to Stopping have you. Stopping in the little college town of Corvallis <laughs> on your way back to California. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much for having us. Um, it was so nice to meet you. You too. All right. Signing off. Signing off. Thanks for tuning in. Have a wonderful rest of your day.